Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au, or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Temi, and Temi's had a lifetime of astral travel experiences. Temi, welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very excited. You're our first guest that's uh, had these types of experiences, so I'm very excited to hear about it. Do you mind going back and telling us, I guess about your first time you experienced astral travel and maybe giving me a little bit of an idea of what astral travel actually is. Okay. Astral travel, when I was a child, I think I used to do it a lot when I was a child because I can remember um, floating above myself in bed and seeing my sister. We shared a room and trying to, may sound silly, but as a child, I can remember trying to, flap my arms like trying to fly and I would hit the ceiling and that was sort of like the first time that would have been about when I was was very young about seven or eight and then um, I suppose because of children children um, experience are very easy to do those sort of things with um, astral travel but just to get back to what astral travel is, it's where the spiritual body, if you can call it like that, um, it detaches from the physical. And some people might say that it's the soul leaving the body, but I don't really think it's the soul because somewhere inside of you, when you are astral traveling, you know that your physical body's there, but you're, you're still connected. So, um, that's what I think, for me, that's my experience, as what 
astral travel is, is when it detaches, when you, you detach from your body. And when you're in this, uh, is there a form that it's called? Uh, is it an astral form or is it a, is there some other type of, I guess, um, wording that you would use for that? Everything that I've sort of like read over the years, we have an auric body. Um, and so we're made up of layers, layers of energy. So I can only presume that somewhere that it's connected with that, that when we are in a, in a state and we're at the right, everything's just perfect for you to do an astral travel, it just detaches and that's when you, you, you let go. But you're not letting go in the sense of like dying, but you're letting go as in your energy, you're, you're trying to release yourself to see further. It's, it's very, very hard to explain, but it's all connected with like meditating very, very um, much part of it. And I think that, um, oh, it's very hard to explain in the sense of that uh, there's so many parts of you and that uh, the layers, and it's just the layers that when you let go of one, you can do something else. Do you, do you sort of understand what I'm trying to get at? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Uh, it kind of sounds like it's you kind of have basically the embodiment of your, your actual body, but you, you seem to be able to take on so many more, I, I, I guess abilities would be a good word for it, that yeah. I guess the physical body wouldn't be able to do because it's in a, I guess, a, a different realm or a different state of existence. Is that? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you said that um, children experience this, I guess, easier or more often than adults. Is there a reason for that? I think that they're more open to um, experiences, or that they're they're not so controlled as um, you know, like when you hear about children that can be like psychic and they can uh, see things or experience things that, as an adult, we we just have turned off I think they're just more open to it yeah okay so their, their minds are just a, they're not really subjected to the real world yet and it's a little Correct. bit easier for them to accept things that I guess society wouldn't say is normal yeah basically have you experienced astral travel ever since you were a child then so did that continue all the way through your life or did you have moments where it, it kind of it, it came in and it it kind of went away depending on what was going yeah, it on. it came in and it came out. So what happened was I joined a meditation group and we used to have guest speakers and such and uh, a person came in and was speaking about astral projection. And I'd heard this, you know, like astral travel and astral proje- projection. And I just thought, oh, the way they were explaining it and everything like that, I thought, yeah, I used to do that as a child. And so then um, when they were explaining it of how, how to do a certain um, sequence to, to release yourself to astral travel, I thought I would go home and experience it. So I started to do it and the first time I tried it, it kind of worked. It half and half sort of worked and then um, 
I didn't do anything. I just felt myself sort of pull up and then pull out again. So what it was was through breathing. So breathe and just concentrate on your breath and you have to um, blank all everything out. So there's no um, thoughts about what you've got to do with the kids. There's no thoughts about um, having to do washing or whatever. You had to blank everything out. And that's where I think on that first time when I did experience it, I let thoughts come into my head and it just didn't work. So that's when I started to meditate on a regular basis over, uh, I think it was between 9 and 12 months that I really concentrated on doing it and then it started to really work. And then I started to experience out of body and start going around the house and then outside the house. And then it started from there. I I have so many questions because this is all really new to me and it's all very, very exciting. So when you're in this astral form and um, how do you, how do you get around how do you how do you do things? Are you able to interact in the with I guess physical objects, or are you more let's say in a ghostly kind of manner, and you can just say let's say pass through walls or pass through objects, things like that? It's very hard to explain. So let me just explain that. That's when you do when you do um, astral travel. Some people feel um, a vibration of the whole body, and then uh, then it's sort of like. Um, it's like butterflies because for me, uh, it all comes from my, like the belly and the solar plex. So then you have this pulling and then you, I suppose you could say it's just through your eyes that you are seeing. So maybe you are like, um, just, we'll just imagine it as a ghost. So you can go through walls and such. When when you start doing things, not that I see myself going through the walls, I'm just automatically outside. So, but again, everyone's experience is different. Um, it's yeah, it's a very hard thing to explain in that sense. But yeah, the the butterfly feeling, the the pulling, you can you can feel the pulling of yourself, and uh, and then coming out. And how much control do you have of yourself? Do you feel like you, you you have complete control of everything you do? You're very conscious about the decision uh, decisions that you're making, or do you feel like you're kind of on a an autopilot and you're just there for the ride? At first, I think the first time when I really um, started doing it, that there was um, no control. There was just like. Um, it was just like you limited yourself, well, myself, to the bedroom. And then as my confidence grew, next minute I was thinking of outside and I was outside. And so then it goes on from there. So I think the more that you do it, the more confidence that you get, the more that um, you can push yourself. And that's, I push myself because I'm curious. So... And I like to know what's going on sort of thing. I like to explore. So I did. Let's refer to it as, I guess, the the astral realm or the astral world, because I think that might be a a really good way for us to, I guess, describe where that place is. Does that interact with the real world or is it a completely other realm? So let's say when you've astral projected outside, 
are you able to see people outside or the traffic or what's going on in the world or is it? Yes. Com- oh, really? I could see, I could see, but there's, there's, there's two different things to that. It all depends on, again, on the person. But for myself, I could see traffic. I could see, you know, like uh, the lights on people's homes. If I went down towards the city, I could see, um, you know, like people um, cleaning, like the um, the street sweeper coming through the streets, sweeping up all the rubbish. Um, what else did I see? Oh, I've seen homeless people under the bridge sleeping. I could see it all. Wow, that's really fascinating. It, it, it's really interesting because I wonder if this is a, a common realm that people go in if they go and astral project, um, project or travel. Have you ever encountered any other, I guess, beings or, or creatures in this realm? <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, I have. Um, not that I could. On on one particular one, I have gone out and I've uh, started uh, just floating around. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> and um, I found myself in the city, and in the city I could see that on all the buildings were um, these black satellites, like dishes. But they were black in the sense that it was not normal black. They were, um, it was like I wasn't supposed to see them, but I could see them. And they're on every building. I just have a, a question before you continue. Could you see those, those black satellites in the real realm? No. Wow, okay. So what's happened is as I'm looking at them, because I'm wondering why is every building in this particular city have all these um, black satellite dishes. And then I could see to, you know, your provisional um, uh, eyes, you know, like when you're looking, that you just you could see just to the corner, I could see something black floating, but every time I tried to look at it, it would, uh, it would just move. So I could never catch it. But it was hovering near me and there was a, a high-pitched noise sort of coming from it. So it sounded like mechanical in in one way. And so um, that's, as I told you, uh, I felt fear and I didn't like the feel of it. So you felt so in I danger went, from it? I did. And so then I went back home and I just thought, no, I've got to finish this now. So I went back and I was back in my body. Wow. So... I don't know what that was all about, but I have experienced something similar. You'll have to use me. <coughs> but um, when I was a child, when that, when I remembered that, as a child I remember I astral traveled very similar in the city that I grew up in. And again, I could see when at a particular place where I used to walk to school, I could see these black objects um, sort of like hovering in the air. And um, I, again, I felt a fear and then I woke up from it. But um, to me, that I don't know what those ones were the meaning of. 
so I can't I can't sort of say you know like I was um I, I was dreaming of UFOs or whatever but they were there but I just have no clue what I could do you know like what they meant you know like for what what would a child need to know that for do you feel more I guess accessible by negative energy or I guess negative spirits in that realm I think it depends. Sometimes for me, I haven't had anything that was anything that was very dark in the sense of um like we'll say on a on a sp- spiritual sort of uh level like a um a spirit of any kind. Uh there's never been anything like that. No. Okay. Because it it, it sounds like it's it's such a weird little little place. Well, no, it's not little. It's, it's the entire world by the sounds of it. It sounds like it's just a, an, another, another blanket universe basically. Um, yeah. but with, with these, basically there's these black satellites, which is absolutely fascinating because it's, it's kind of like, is there a whole other governmental system in this, this realm? Um, is there surveillance going on? Because I mean, it sounds like this, this thing was obviously, keeping an eye on you when you were walking around the town that you are talking about earlier. Um, have you encountered other other people that you could actually interact with? I wouldn't say I've interacted with them, but I think they've noticed me, um, but they've not said nothing. I've, um, like I've done, for many years I have had this thing that I had to go to Ireland. I ha- I've just, I don't know what it is, it was just something before, like we had internet or anything like that. Anything that I could find, I was drawn to Ireland. And as I was starting to learn to do this, I, I projected myself to Ireland. And I went to these places, and but uh, there was um, there was a lady, and there was a particular lady at oh, I've forgotten the town's name, but it was down in Cork, and. She she like looked at me, but she never said nothing to me, and she could see me. So I don't know anything like that. But when I did eventually travel, and I went there, I found these places, and it was just like, oh my god, I've been here, I've stood here, everything. It was just, uh, and it was a great feeling, because um, it, even though I had projected there, the feeling was wonderful. And it is wonderful. There is wonderful feelings when you do um, astral projection. But when it comes to the real thing, it just seems that little bit more uh, nicer and exciting and you're there. So it's, it's, very, it's very hard to explain, but it's very... Uh... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I think that when it comes to astral projections, there is another level of a, a reality, but it's mixed with this reality. 
it, and there's other things going on. I, I think that we just have not um, tapped into just yet. It, it absolutely sounds like that, Tammy. It's it's really really intriguing because um, when you go into the, I guess the the astral plane, is there is it always the same, or do you find that you sometimes go into different versions of it? I think I've gone into different versions. I can remember um, one particular one. Uh, just uh, when was this one? It would have been oh, two thousand and. Six, I think it was, and um, we had things that you know, like uh, little conflicts and stuff in the Middle East and stuff like that. And I remember being in a desert, but near water, and I could see this um, this war go, uh, you know, like fighting in fashion. And um, I just stood there and I watched it, and I just felt very, very. I could see people and the way that they were treating each other and uh, I felt very scared and so I, I just said to myself, I need to go and then I'd come back. It's very, uh, once you get going with it, you, you can, it's one way you can control it and one way you can't and for some reason, they, whatever, however it works, they put you there. Do you know what I mean? In that sense, I, even though I wanted to go to Ireland, I was taken there. But when I wanted, I didn't want to go to the Middle East, but I was taken there. So I've been to places like that. I've been to, um, to uh, there was another time when I went, before I even uh, went to Spain, I'd been to Spain. And I knew, knew things there. So it was sort of like, even though I'm doing it now, I'd already been there. It's uh, it's it's so interesting because one of the the key things that I noticed that you that you said there is that um, you said that they decide where you go. Can you elaborate I, I, on who they might be? Whoever the powers be, it seems like it's um, even though you're in some sort of control. I think you are guided or pushed towards something that you need to see. So that's only on my thoughts. So I'm not sure what other people experience in that way, but um, that's that's where they direct me. I'm not sure who who they are. And I'm sure everyone's experience is, is different as well, because it seems like it's, it's such a personal thing because I mean, you are the only one experiencing this. So it'd be really interesting to see if other people who are listening to this, who have done astral um, travel or visited the, the astral realm, if they've had similar, I guess, occurrences or anything like that. Yeah. So before we, we jumped on and started recording, you also told me about this, um, experience you had when you were in your in your bedroom where you kind of shot up through the roof can you tell me a little bit about that one yeah that was um at the time um my ex-husband had been um away working and i actually had uh, two of the kids come in and jump into bed with me and i had the aircon on and it become very, very cold and we had an old aircon. So you had to get up and 
turn it off. And so I got up because it was quite cold. And as I turned it off, I turned around to get back to my side of the bed. And um, all of a sudden, I sort of walked forward. And next minute, I felt myself being like going so fast, whooshed straight up. And I'm going so fast that I can see... Um, I can see everything, the whole city. I could hear an aeroplane and I could see its lights flashing and I could hear it, you know, like it was not so far away. And then um, as I'm, I'm going so fast, I felt it was very exciting. And then I felt, well, I heard someone say to me, we're going home. And just for that brief moment, I felt that Yes, I'm going home. But the only thing that um, changed that was that I thought of my children and then I said, no, I can't do this. And as soon as I sort of like said that, I was bang. I was back in the room and I was actually on the floor at the end of the bed. So that was one of the, I don't know what I've walked into, but I think it was sort of like a, Maybe we can call it a vortex, something like that. It's just, I've just walked straight into there and they've just gone, it's just gone up. Wow, a vortex. I'm not sure if people um, sort of believe in those sort of things, but I, I do believe in those sort of things. And there's certain spots around the world that there is certain things that, um, Maybe uh, you walk through one and it could be very cold or you could walk through one and miss a little bit of time, gain time. Were you able to see the vortex at all? Not that one. After When I started to do all this astral traveling, things started to sort of like um, like kick in a little bit more with, with experiences. Um, another time I was laying in bed, and I've, I've just woken up. And right to my, because I was on the uh, left side of the bed, to my left, there was a, um, how can I put it, uh, a shaft of light coming up from the floor straight through the roof. And if you can imagine the matrix, you know, the numbers that go 0111000. On there coming, trickling down? Yes, trickling down. Well, it wasn't the numbers, it was just... It was sort of like static, but it was light. Okay. So, um, and out of all that, I started to see uh, faces coming up. So it's going that it's going upwards, and it's like a, a very fast river with faces coming up, and they're trying to talk to me. And as they're going past, I, I could hear them sometimes call my name, but I couldn't understand them. And I sat there and I watched it, and then because I'm inquisitive. I sat up and I put my face into the vortex or the whatever it is and all I felt was sort of like very cold, like an air conditioner, but very, maybe you could say uh, gel-like maybe, a cold gel-like sort of feeling. And then because I put my face into it, I couldn't hear nothing. So and I couldn't see none of the. I only saw the light, and there was no faces or anything like that. But as I came back, the faces then started to come back up again and started 
like, you know, like trying to do messages really, really fast because they're going so fast. And were the faces repeated or were they different faces every time? Different all the time. I've seen faces like men with big bushy beards, like very similar, say, like Ned Kelly times. Um, I've seen children. I've seen uh, women. Um, oh, there was there were every different kind of sort of person. What do you think that was? Do you think that's a, a warning or anything like that? I'm not sure. I, to me, when, it, when I think back over it, it was like maybe it was just a, um, a certain sort of energy that had messages through it. Do you know like if you have um, like a recording? Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a tape recording gone through. It was just passing through. So, but I could not understand anyone because it was in all different languages. It was, um, there was nothing, in fact, there was nothing in English at all. So all those, all those faces going up, it was sort of like, um, like in different languages, but I could hear my name every now and then because they would say my proper name, which is Tamara, not Tamara. So, um, and then I thought, oh my God, what is this? But then it just faded. So it just faded, faded, and then it was gone. Is this still happening to you today? Not so much with those. Um, sometimes, um, because we've um, recently shifted to an area, um, the only thing that's happened to us of late is we have gain time. My husband was working um, an hour and a half away and I drive him to work because he doesn't drive. And so um, we leave about 4.30 in the morning, get to the next town, that, which is half an hour away, and then journey on to Brisbane. And so um, this one morning, we'd been doing this journey for the past eight weeks. We're on our way um, about four about 4.30, near 4.30, we left, and it was a bit chilly. And as we're driving along, I have to go, um, we do about 80 k's, I do, So because we've got deer and we've got lots of roofs and we're in the country and we have to go up a bit of a range and then around a dam. So as we're going, we've got the radio on, we're talking about actually uh, renovating. And as we're talking, we get to this one point and then all of a sudden we both, it was just blank. And uh, the next moment I wake up, but I'm still driving and I'm at the end of this road and it's, um, which takes us half an hour to get to this, uh, to this next town. And um, I look at the cock and I think, this is wrong. And I just kept thinking to myself, how did we get here? Because I don't remember going over the range. I don't remember going through um, certain areas that were really tight that we have to be, um, we're always sort of like careful with. And um, I got to the servo and I'm thinking, this is wrong. What's happening? And my husband kept saying, how did we get here? How did we get here? And I, it was just that because he was saying it and I was saying it and then we got to his work so early, I just thought, how do we do that? 
So what's happened is we, there were 16 kilometres we just we cannot account for. We don't remember going past a, a particular um, area that was having um, maintenance with uh, like the flashing lights and everything like that with um, the South East Queensland Water Board, which was going on at the time. We don't remember going um, past another up through this range. We don't remember anything up to a point where all of a sudden we were there and it took us, I think we lost, oh, for the whole day, we lost, no, we gained, sorry, we gained 30 minutes. So I don't know how we did it. But that's the only thing that's ever happened to us, but it's never happened again. That's that's really, really interesting because I've, I've heard stories for days about people who have had missing time, but... I've never actually encountered anyone that's gained time. That's that's incredible. Uh, look, we I've been trying to look out for anyone that has gained time. There has been a couple, you know, like over over the, you know, like in uh, the USA, over in Germany, and stuff like that. But I've never. It's more people losing time, and I just don't. We just don't understand it. Whether it's because um, we've just hit a certain spot and it's just everything's just right or there's been something there, or whatever. But we have seen sometimes maybe a, like strange lights flying over the dam. But, look, I couldn't tell you what was happening there. It's, we, we're still, we still sit around the table going over it, which we have experienced before, whereas in Ireland um, there was four of us. We'd been fishing and it took us 45 minutes to get to our hotel. We made it in 10 minutes. Wow. And we, we cannot, the four of us cannot understand how that had, had happened. And that was the first time it ever happened. That was in Ireland. So there must be little pockets of something now. I'm sure there has to be. Do you think that has anything to do with your astral capabilities? I'm not sure because... When it comes to, uh, like, the people in the car, I will have to say that my husband is not a person who um, who likes to be confronted with things like that. It, he, he'll have to sit there and really mull over it before, um, you know, making a judgment call. Um, and I don't think he would say that he has astral travelled before or anything like that. But for me, I think, again... Maybe it could be um, some sort of pocket of, um, or maybe a, a, vort- a vortex of some kind that sort of um, maybe speeds things up. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling because there's, I've never heard of anything like that before. Missing time, like I said, there are country mile, those stories, but to gain time, that's, that's really unique, Tammy, and uh, it really makes me, makes me wonder what happened there. I mean... Do you do you go down the path of did you encounter something UFO related? Um, were you able to somehow astral project yourself, the car, and everyone in it, and gain this extra time? Um, there's there's it, there's just so much really, so many different possibilities, I guess, to, to what know. happened. Maybe we could say um, I, I could not I could not say that I couldn't. Astral project a whole vehicle and that forward, even though 
<clears throat> excuse me, um, I suppose there could be a possibility that people can do that. But I think with the astral projection that you have to be in a, a pretty well meditative state to really um, like do things like that. But um, I don't think... I, don't think that it could be that. I would, um, I'd go more either a vortex of some kind, or it could be maybe something to do with um, a UFO thing. It could be. Well, Tammy, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You have really, genuinely blown my mind with your your stories and your encounters. They are they're absolutely fascinating. They really intrigue me. This is something that. I, I really want to hear more about, and I'm going to actually go and really take the effort to to find out more about astral projection because it seems absolutely fascinating. And the fact that you're able to go into this other dimension, this other world, it's um, it's it's fantastic. Yes, it is. But um, be warned that uh, it does take a, a little bit to uh, to project to make yourself, uh, you know, like to um, disengage from your body. But once you start doing it and once that um, that you feel very confident in doing it, that, um, hey, the world's the limit. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au. Or you can message me on Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe, and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.